You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknuts. It is Thursday, June 25th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, that means Steve Wiltfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Steve, slightly overcast after just a gorgeous morning. How is it in Indianapolis? The sun is shining, so we're sending it your guys' way, down I-70, through Dayton, all the way to Columbus. Good morning, y'all. Thanks for having me on the Bucknuts Morning 5. We're going to go heavy on the Q&A, but there is some news to discuss on the recruiting front. Devontae Smith, cornerback out of Cincinnati, will decommit from Ohio State. His teammate, Jalen Johnson, also an Ohio State commitment, also with a ranking not as high as the rest. So there was some interest there. When the rumors are this strong that he is going to decommit, I think we can assume that's going to happen. There's a decent chance he looked at the crowd. Ja'Kalen Johnson, Denzel Burke, Corners, Andre Turrentine, and even his teammate Johnson also in the mix. A lot of DBs in the class. What is your vibe on Devontae Smith? Well, I think he's gone. I don't expect him to be in the class for Ohio State. The Buckeyes offered him on March 12th, and he um, committed to the Buckeyes four days later. That went kind of fast for him. I, I think that he he was high on Oregon and he was high on places like Alabama and had plans to go see them uh, in the spring. I've already lost track of COVID shutdown and and all of that, but um, I I, I think that he, he didn't go through the process the way he wanted to. And and, uh, I don't expect him to be in Ohio state's class when it's all said and done. We are expecting a decommitment shortly. We're expecting crystal balls to flow in another direction shortly. Keep it locked into Bucknuts for the latest. All right, let's get to the questions. Buckeye MoFlow, the weather is fine. Thank you. Buckeye MoFlow is a teacher in Arizona and mentioned that his school district is canceling practice for two weeks. Do you think this will impact evaluations for the 24-7 rankings if players aren't practicing, taking part in seven-on-sevens, et cetera? Will that cause things to be locked down for a bit? Man, I'm hoping that we have high school football and I'm hoping that there's senior film to evaluate because if there's not, I don't know what's left to evaluate for us in this 21 class. We just went through a deep dive on film of these kids and um, I, I don't know, you know, we need to, we need to see where, where they've evolved uh, from, from there. And so if there's not any season this fall I don't know how much more of a rankings adjustment you're going to see from now until uh, they put pen to paper and and sign with their schools and so uh, we won't see that big year of development that a lot of these kids have in their in their final years of high school Um, and 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 then your second question uh, missing out on J.C. Latham assuming the Buckeyes want four O-linemen in this class do you have any under the radar O-line prospects and other names you're hearing besides Lay Burton and Spindler. I, I think that Ohio State, as we know, they're always mining for talent. They always are. I think that they're keeping in touch with kids committed elsewhere, guys that um, 
you know, they, they recruited early that, that committed. And, and so they're keeping, keeping things warm there. I, I can't point to any, I haven't heard of any, any, any prospect that they're, you know, quietly in on. Um, but I, I do think that they're always prepared and, and always have a good plan of attack for when, when they don't maybe uh, in the rare instances where they don't maybe land the, the key guy or two they're looking for. We've gotten a couple questions on Travion Henderson, so I'm going to edit this one so that we don't double up here. How would you compare Zeke to Travion Henderson when they were coming out of high school? So for Zeke, um, I mean, obviously hindsight 2020. I mean, he is, I mean, he's the best running back in the NFL right now, <laughs> and so he was underranked. And if you go back and look at the high school profile. I mean, he's one of the reasons why analytics are a big part of what we do at 24-7 Sports. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott in high school was a track star that, that was very dominant on the football field for several seasons and also comes from good pedigree. His dad played at Missouri. His mom ran tra- was a Division One runner in track. Ezekiel was a guy that could shine on both sides of the ball like Travion Henderson. I mean, early in the process for Travion, he was recruited as a DB. And early in the process for Ezekiel, there there were some schools that that preferred him as a defensive back as well. And and, and so their their uh, um, profile is is kind of similar. Um, maybe Travion has a little more juice to him than than uh, Ezekiel does. I, I don't recall a 60 meter time. Um, on, on Ezekiel. Um, so maybe Edge goes to Travion and speed. I don't know. But where Ezekiel Elliott really separated, and, and it's the one thing you don't know about college athletes, and I, I'll never forget uh, Urban Meyer uh, saying this to me at a, at a camp. Um, Ezekiel Elliott was the best practice player that he had right up there with guys like Tim Tebow. Whenever there was a drill, Ezekiel Elliott was first in line first to get to the next station, first this, first that, the hustle, uh, the way he competed was on another level. So if Travian Henderson competes like Ezekiel Elliott competes, I don't see how he's not uh, a a young man that's going to be in contention to be the Heisman candidate and the first running back off the board and and playing football for a long time because he has all the traits. Zeke was not as highly regarded by the end of his senior year as Travion. And like you said, maybe Zeke's um, analytic performance and projections have helped change the ranking so that guys like Travion maybe move up a little bit more quickly. Ebron, 84. If you had to put in a crystal ball for a 2021 and a 2022 recruit, regardless of low or high confidence, who would they be and why? Well, let's go over the ones I already have in. I have JT Tuamaloa in. I have a Mecca Buka in, and I think, and I have Jagger Burton in. They're battling Jagger. I mean, they're battling Alabama and Kentucky for Jagger Burton. I think my crystal ball confidence is on one there, uh, but the Ohio State's right there in the middle of that one still. Uh, they, they, I mean, they could get them, but uh, they were the clear leader in January. They're not the clear leader uh, anymore. Um, I think. I mean, if you were making me put in a pick. Maybe I'd go low for Taiwan Malone um, out of Bergen Catholic, the top 100 defensive tackle. Um, but I, I think that there are several other schools still in, in that one, and I don't think that one's uh, close to, to to being over. I mean, I think Ohio State has a shot at, 
Derek Davis Jr. Uh, uh, so, and then 2022, I mean, I think you all know that sometimes I'm a little later uh, to the party on a lot of those kids because I'm so focused uh, on the current class. So there's no one that like, uh, you know, the guys that I'm following, there's a few, there's a few like elite guys I'm following. I, I love Ohio State's position for Caleb Burton, the receiver out of DelVal, Texas. Um, I think there's a couple others that he's really high on too, but Ohio State's going to be a finalist for him at the very least. So that's a 2022 name that uh, I, I can throw your way. And, and I think I'd be comfortable with a low Ohio State confidence pick um, if I was forced to put one in. We'll take a quick break, come back, hammer some more questions. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. We are back. Major League Baseball has announced, I believe, it's going to have a 60-game season. Will you play fantasy baseball this year, Steve? That's a day Biddle question, so let's put that out there and let everyone know who asked that question. <clears throat> I'm in a league with Dave Biddle. Um, I, I, don't under, I don't see how you could play it any way other than rotisserie style this year, or what, are you going to have a six-week season and then some playoffs, right? So uh, I I'm just so annoyed with baseball, to be honest. Um, I, I, I have loved it my whole life, but I'm to the point now where what's baseball if I can't take my kids to a game? Like, I, I mean, that's part of the excitement of the season for me is knowing that, hey, I may be taking my kids in a month. So you're kind of watching the games with them, building up their fandom, you know? I mean, how we're, it, it, it's, it's just, I'm just disappointed that we can't, that, that there's no – a light at the end of the tunnel of when I'm going to be able to take my kids to Wrigley Field this year. Yeah, what's wacky about it is I'm a Nats fan. After 50 games last year, the Washington Nationals were 19-31, and 31, worst record in baseball, and then they won the World Series. So if you have a 60-game season, you better get off to a good start. Here's a big question. Walt Sears, one of our best. Steve, LSU targeted both Garrett Dellinger and Tristan Lay, and Dellinger committed on Wednesday. Do you think this has anything to do with their recruitment of Lay, meaning will they back off? No, hell no. I mean, Lay's a five-star. I think he's a guy that no matter what class you have, you create a spot for him if he wants to come. Here's possibly the most important question you'll have today from Thugs Bunny 7. Strawberry or grape jelly? Man, I was strawberry my whole life, uh, but I'm starting to maybe turn here late. I, I don't know. I've just come across grape jelly a little bit here. Uh, I've eaten a, I've eaten probably more peanut butter and jelly sandwiches than the average guy uh, over the last month that just randomly uh, after not eating any for a long time. Um, but uh, I mean, I'll go both. How can I? They're both they're both good, and, and, and peanut butter is absolutely delicious. You have two young children. Is the PB&J a go-to? It's not a go-to. Um, we, we do feed it to them, but it is not a go-to. The correct answer, by the way, is strawberry preserves. Bucks grad, how much do you consider a recruit's high school size and competition as you compare and rate them? Kind of a standard question, but a good one. 
Yeah, I think it's very relevant. And, and for the young men that don't play great competition, you're looking for other signs that show that they could dominate that competition if they played in it, whether it's verified athleticism, multi-sport profile, and, and things of that. And, and, and to what degree are they dominating their competition? You know, and, and, and so, uh, but certainly a, a young man that plays a more competitive high school schedule. Uh, you're getting a better taste for how they fare against the competition. But the other thing is, Bucks grad, there was a time where there wasn't as much national high school football stuff out there. It was easier to rate basketball recruits, no disrespect to the, the fine gentlemen that do that, but they would see best on best at AAU every year and, and, and multiple times. And so you would see the best players uh, in the similar in a similar setting to what they were going to do on the next level. Uh, and, and it would be easier to distinguish that, you know, player A has a better handle and a better shot and can do these things better than player B. For football, um, there were less, there used to be less camps. There used to be less combines. Uh, there used to be less places to get verified information. Um, and, and then even so, and then even when you started getting those camps, it still didn't like equate to exactly what football was. Now we're seeing fully padded camps in the trenches and obviously there's more all-star games. So with those settings, we're seeing, we're getting to see guys that maybe play in a mid-level uh, football division in their state, but then they're coming to these all-star events and, and showing that they can more than hang. So we're also having more opportunities to compare prospects nationally alongside each other uh, uh, in a more, uh, realistic setting. Jamie Mack 85 asks, Steve, why has Penn State struggled so much recruiting this current cycle? You know what? I mean, that's actually a fair question in the sense that I, I don't think that they're having the success they want to with a lot of their top targets. It's still the number 21 class in the country. I mean, they finished 15 last year. They have had some top, I think they've had two top 10 classes under Franklin. That's off the top of my head but they typically are in the 10 to 20 range. I bet that's where they finish. Um, they're more of a, uh, and I think this is the case for everybody, but it's something that I've heard uh, Franklin coach Franklin say numerous times that it's not, it's not about who we don't get. It, it's about, did we get the right guys? So we'll see if, if the, the guys that they have are, are, are similar to the ones in, in previous recruiting classes where you know, they have a chip on their shoulder and they're high developmental guys that, you know, uh, can, 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 you know, come, come out there and, and compete with Ohio state on the Saturday, they have to play them, but, but they're certainly not having the success that they want to have, I think with some of their top targets and, and uh, we'll see, you know, some of these young men haven't decided yet. So we'll see anything changes with, with some of these guys, that that they're that they're recruiting and they're in the top three or four for a lot of guys but it's yeah they're not I don't know I don't know what to make of it man because I think that they're a program that has a chance to get into the college football playoff this year and so um you know if they if they play and have a great year I think we'll see them rally with some guys too which is the case for any school that's going to have a great year Blunderbuck has a good question. We're going to move on, though, and Steve will answer that on the board. He will also give your favorite smoothie recipe. We will finish with this. A. Burn Bridge 1. Rank these running backs coming out of high school. 
And these would be the number one ranked running backs in the last five years. So you've got Najee Harris, Alabama, Zamir White, Georgia, Trey Sanders, Alabama, Bijan Robinson, Texas, Travion Henderson, the Ohio State University. I mean, Najee looked like he was in the NFL when he was in, in, in high school <laughs> and uh, was so smooth and, and physical. And he had to share the, share the rock at, at Alabama. Uh, with several guys, but I think he's a guy that's going to hear his name uh, called highly in the in the draft. Samir White's just had the injury bug as for as long as I can remember, but he's you know incredibly freaky. Uh, Trey Sanders, just the quickness and, and fluidity uh, he had, and, and the thing I remember most about Trey Sanders in high school is that in IMG's biggest games, he was the best player on the field. He got hurt as a true freshman at Alabama, so we'll see what that dynamic of him and, and Najee looks like this fall. Uh, I mean, Bijan was that guy that destroyed smaller competition in Arizona. It's getting verified testing on him. Uh, you feel really, really good. I, I mean, I, I think I would still lean. I mean, Travion and Bijan, still, I mean, the way those guys dominate, I don't know. It's such a great question. <laughs> and it's hard not to factor in stuff you've seen from college and, and, and some of those injuries. I'll just say I'm real excited to see what Bijan does this year and, and, and as our number one ranked running back in last year's cycle. Uh, but obviously, Travion has a uh, higher overall ranking than, than Bijan uh, did. So uh, that'll tell you what our committee feels there. Sounds like good news to me. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, y'all. See you on the front row. docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean and a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.